peoples of the Worldwide Federated Internet, what's good? take a bunch of notes when I'm doing my Bible study. This time I really haven't taken too much notes. And mainly because as I was going through this chapter, um, I'm in the gospel of John chapter 16. We left off at verse 22. There's a lot of simple sayings that are actually not so simple. They, They could mean a bunch of things. And Sometimes when things are too simple, I overcomplicate things, think too much about it. And as I was going through these verses, I was thinking and thinking and thinking. And I said, you know what? I'm thinking too hard. I need to read these verses, push forward and come back to them. So that's what I'm going to do. We are going to get to the Gospel of John chapter 16 and pick back up on verse 23. Let's get into this. All right, so I'm going to read. I'm going to read verse 22 because it ties into what uh, some of the next things that he says. And ye now therefore have sorrow, but I will see you again and your heart shall rejoice and your joy. No man taketh from you. And in that day, the day he's talking about beforehand, ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Uh, Verse 24. Hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask, and ye shall receive, that your joy may be full. And I kept going back and reading those verses over and over. Yesterday I read it. Today I read it. And I was like, you know what? I'm thinking too hard. I'm going to read these and press forward. But I will say this. Uh, when he when he said in verse 24, hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive that your joy may be full. I, I don't think I don't think anybody in this situation asking of God is going to ask ask things that we would think of. Right. So what I mean by that is I, I don't, I don't think the idea that carried across in his verses, you know, asking God for riches and cars and houses and things and stuff. I think the things being asked of people that are the ver- the, the people whom to whom this verse applies to, I believe these people will be praying about spiritual things growing, knowing God more, understanding the Bible, um, understanding what they should do and how how they should conduct their lives. And this is what brings joy. In the book of Psalms, the Bible says, in the presence of the Lord is fullness of joy. Verse 25, these things have I spoken unto you in Proverbs, but the time cometh 
when I shall no more speak unto you in Proverbs, but I shall show you plainly of the Father. So Proverbs, as you know, as a matter of fact, let me get my uh, my trusty dictionary and we're going to get the the written definition because I don't want to try to paraphrase and lead you astray. Um, I was listening through one of my videos earlier today or I heard something said and it brought to mind something I said in one of my videos and I was like, you know what? I was wrong there. I need to go back and correct that. I'm not going to get into that, but Lord willing, I'm going to come back and revisit something. All right. But a proverb is a short sentence often repeated expressing a well-known truth or common fact ascertained by experience or observation, a maxim of wisdom. And the word proverb comes from the Latin word proverbium, which is a conjunction of the word pro and verbum. But so clearly, you know, the proverbs weren't something that can just be understood right away. It was something that you had to spend time meditating on reciting and then you would understand the common truth that was contained in that proverb and he's telling them i'm speaking to you in proverbs now but there comes a time that uh i will show you plainly of the father and i i said this in the other video i think that one of the reasons he spoke in proverbs is because again the devil is at play the devil has no idea what exactly the plan is. And I do believe uh, part of what was going on at the temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ, you know, after he fasted is the devil was probing for information. Now that thought and that idea didn't originate from me. I, I was, uh, you know, full disclosure. I was listening to a man that was going over those verses and he was talking about that. And when he said that, I was like, you know what? That's, that's actually a very huge possibility. Because had the devil known exactly what the plan was, is guaranteed he would have done things much differently. Uh, verse 26, at that day, ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the Father for you, for the Father himself loveth you, because ye have loved me and have believed that I came out from God. And if you remember, I believe it's in the book of Isaiah. And I think it actually was, was quoted again in the book of Psalms. I could be mistaken where Isaiah prophesied. And he said, there's going to come a time when it's not going to be, you know, uh, you telling your neighbor or your neighbor telling you or the priest telling you, no God, no God, you're going to go to God yourself. And that was referring to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, his death, burial and resurrection and him sending the comforter, which is the Holy Spirit. Uh, where was I at? Uh, Father himself came out from God. Verse 28. I came forth from the father and am come into the world again. And I leave the world and go to the father. Now, listen to what he said. Again, for the people who would dispute the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ, 
He just said, I came from the father and am come into the world. Again, I leave the world and go to the father. So the Lord Jesus Christ wasn't created um, at the virgin birth. He was manifested. Huge difference. Uh, verse 29, his disciples said unto him, lo, now speakest thou plainly and speakest no proverb. So remember, he was telling them there comes a time where I am going to, I am going to speak to you plainly of the father. This is what I think is going on. You ever talk to somebody and you're explaining something to them. You can tell that they don't understand, but yet they say, oh, oh yeah, 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 I get it. I think that's what's going on here. The disciples are like, oh, yeah, yeah, now you're speaking plainly. And the reason I say that is what he responds and how he responds. Um, now are we sure that thou knowest all things and needest not that any man should ask thee. By this we believe that thou camest forth from God. Jesus answered them, do ye now believe Right. Like, oh, so now you believe what I'm saying. And then he goes on to say, behold, the hour cometh, yea, is now come that ye shall be scattered every man to his own and shall leave me alone. And yet I am not alone because the father is with me. These things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace in the world, ye shall have tribulation. Be of good cheer. I have, I have overcome the world. The, the disciples really still don't get it right. I think they just, they don't want to look stupid. Just keeping it real. I think they don't want to look stupid. And they're like, Oh yeah. Now, Oh, now we know what you're talking about. And the Lord Jesus Christ is like, Oh, so now you understand. Now you believe yeah, now nah, y'all don't get it. And he's letting them know that what's, what's getting ready to come, this crucifixion that's getting ready to come. And I think these words will play out in their minds as all the, all the events transpire. Everybody's going to scatter. Nobody's going to be at his side. They're going to scatter and go their way. Right. We, if you remember, uh, Peter is going to deny the Lord three times. Right. These are all of the people that you know, spoke up all these disciples talking about how they was going to ride out with him. Nah, they're not going to be there. So he's, he's pretty much telling them, no, you, you, you really don't understand what I'm telling you just yet. You think you understand you're not there yet. This is enjoyable going through the gospel of John. If, if you have not, if you've never done any kind of book study in the Bible, I'm telling you to do it. Realistically, I've read through my Bible several times, but last year and this year is the first time I actually really attempted to just go through entire books and study. And I'm not, so just so you know, I'm not even doing in-depth studies. These are just loose, not, I wouldn't say fast, but flowing studies and Lord willing, if God allows, I have every intention of coming back to these books and slowing it down dramatically and studying through them some more, especially the book of Genesis. That's one that I definitely want to come back to. But I want to encourage everyone to do this 
because I'm thinking to myself, if this has helped me greatly as it has, surely this could help many people. I, I wish, I honestly wish I would have done this years ago. I was always intimidated. And this is the reason why this, uh, I flowed kind of a little more quickly through these verses today. I used to always get so intimidated because I would listen to, you know, scholarly people and listen to how they break down the Bible and how they go through verses. And I would get discouraged because I thought I can't do that. And again, I realized the only way you'll ever start is to start. So now as you can see today, like when I get when I get to verses that I don't really have a a, a great grasp on, you know, I, I glean what I can and I move forward. I don't let that discourage me from studying my Bible. You're not going to learn it all or figure it all out in a day. That is not how this works. As much as I would love to figure it all out all at once, I don't know anybody who has studied their Bible and figured it all out right away. It takes time and consistency. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.